Namaste, everybody. Hello, mahalo, aloha. 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 I am Dasha Shar, together with Dave Grant, live in the studio, aka my living room in San Jose, California. Welcome, Dave. Thank you. Uh, so Good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. This is our very first video. So today, we want to talk about forgiveness. I've written this book called The Girl with a Buddha Tattoo that talks about forgiveness. It talks about speaking up about the past and forgiving every person that's ever done us wrong. I believe that we're entering, or we have entered, in fact, a new revolution, a space of consciousness, a space where we can get to know ourselves better, mm -hmm. the people around us better, understand ourselves better and heal ourselves from the inside out if we can only learn to speak our truth speak about our hurt because we're not alone and the only way to heal is by letting the universe take care of our pain because we are all here to help one another this is why we're here so Definitely. Dave Grant has transformed my life enormously so many ways his helping out the second I asked for help he reached back and said yes I will help you and the kind of stories you're about to hear about his transformation are just unbelievable so I wanted to start this revolution where we all speak up and I'll just be this this person that asked the questions and we're just gonna see where it goes so today with Dave Grant, I'm really excited. See what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. None of this was rehearsed, but um, I'm just really excited. And uh, let's talk about healing. Let's speak up. So Dave Grant, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? <clears throat> uh, well, yeah. So my name is Dave Grant. Uh, I was born in Germany, uh, January 1978, uh, in a town called uh, Rosenheim. Or I was just born in Rosenheim. I lived in a town called Bad Eibling. Uh, I lived there for eight years, and then uh, my parents moved back to the States, uh, back to California, and I've been here basically ever since. Um, lived in Brazil for a year, uh, amazing experience, and uh, just been through life like everybody else. Awesome. Awesome. So, Dave, would you say that you've had a normal upbringing in terms of your parents and how you grew up, or was there anything there that you wish was different you wish you would have grown up in a different way or uh you know it's funny you ask that because uh i've thought about that question myself many times and you know with all that i've been through in life uh, a lot of people don't most of the people who know me uh don't know everything about me the deeps and the darks and, which and they're is... about to find out now <laughs> <laughs> bring it on so um you know, it's it's what has occurred in my life that has made me who I am today. And, you know, many times on Facebook, I've seen posts where it's like, oh, if you could change, uh, I follow David Wolf, David Avocado Wolf on Facebook. And, uh, you know, the question was asked, you know, if you could change anything in your life, what would you change? Or if you could change anything or remove anything from this earth, what would you remove? And um, I guess we'll get into this too, but since I've done ayahuasca, I look at things much more in, in a balance of 
of life and you know um, you know the, the cliche says uh, the bird won't fly with just one wing it's got to you know have a left wing and a right wing that's what brings balance and so here you know, we are embarked so fast on the conversation I thought that was, was this was gonna be the peak point later but since he already brought it up drum roll ayahuasca the spirit of the wine the medicine of the soul how would you describe the experience of ayahuasca? Um, I guess in most simplistic words, I'd say it's like uh, drinking a roller coaster ride into your soul. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're going to meet yourself, you're going to meet your deep dark demons, and Mother Ayahuasca is there to show you your weaknesses um, and then to. Uh, edify you and say you are stronger than this this fear you have it's time you stand up and you need to see who you really are because this ego that has that you've created about who you are isn't you this is a false you and what uh, ayahuasca does is it takes that ego and strips it and you get to see self and you're like wow I am beautiful um, I am special I am loved um, and it's it's a, so the the journey there is uh, can be very scary. Uh, you're gonna meet fears. So to say it's easy that uh, would be a lie. Um, so so what 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 yeah. what is what is that concoction exactly? So what do you drink a brew? And so then... the brew is made from a leaf and also a vine. Uh, the significance of the two is that the vine is loaded with uh, DMT or dimethyltryptamine. Uh, which is produced in the brain, it's produced in the spinal cord and the eyes. Uh, it's released in the pineal gland, that's how we see things when we dream. So the vine has a bulk of the DMT, the leaf that's used uh, has a DMT inhibitor, so it allows uh, the enzymes in your stomach to process it and then you can use it uh, as a medicine, uh, so that it's actually being absorbed and used uh, instead of being passed through. Cause I mean, leaves, grass, lettuce, tomatoes, it all has DMT, but because of the enzyme, our stomach blocks it. So basically what happens is um, they mash these two plant matters down and then they boil them for, a, I think, probably about 24 hours and then they put it into a pot and you drink it and poof, off you go. <laughs> <laughs> and every person, as I understand, has a completely different experience based on where they are, at what point they are in their life, and the kind of things that they need to heal themselves from with. Um, so every person has a totally different experience, right? The experience is so unique, it's like the, uh, the fingerprints on your, on the, on your fingers. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody has the same fingerprint. Mm -hmm. Nobody has the same experience. Um, you know, because our lives are so to our own, like, you know, my life isn't like her life and your life isn't like anybody else out there. Um, it's, it's one of those things where you're going to experience everything that you need to know about you and nobody else and how you are so important to everybody else. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a very personal journey you go on. It's mm -hmm. all about what changes you need to make that you should make. Uh, like I've said before, it's it's a university of yourself. You you learn so much about yourself through ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. It's you know, and just like one wouldn't go to university 
and spend four to eight years there and then leave and they never utilize those teachings. Same with Mother Ayahuasca. She'll teach you a lot about you and you need to harness those teachings and then put them into practice in your daily life. Awesome, awesome. And would you would you say that this is something addictive or is it more like a medicine, like something that you go, you experience, it's a full day, right? Full day experience, you mm -hmm. go, you experience, you yeah. come back. Is there any Highly kind of addictive. Uh, I can't get my hands on it enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, right? Like, it's not. If people no, go usually once every six months or however long. Uh, it is the most non-addictive medicine out there. there. I wouldn't call it a drug. In fact, it's, it's funny you said drug because, and I know you said it jokingly, but uh, a friend of mine, uh, his name is Bashal, uh, had, uh, you know, like us all, we've, had, we've got issues. And um, I had talked to him about ayahuasca a long time ago. And he's like, oh, I'll never touch that stuff. You know, that's your thing, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, life goes on. And he came to me, he's like, you know, Dave, I think I'm ready to do this ayahuasca thing. And I said, okay, good, awesome. You know, great. I'm, I'm happy <laughs> for you. Thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're have an amazing journey. And uh, he did. Um, but it was funny, though, because while he was resisting... The medicine uh he and i were were walking around and we're talking and he says he says uh dave i don't know what you are doing to me i don't like this drug that i'm on this is this is horrible stuff and uh and i said i i understand where you're coming from i said you know it's it's crazy the first time because <laughs> uh, you don't know what to expect you have you no idea what to expect and you come yeah, in and out of consciousness because um you know, you're like trying to hold on to reality and, and you're emotionally needing to go into uh, the spiritual realm to deal with your stuff, right? And you keep opening your eyes and coming back. Um, so he was fighting it, but he called it a drug many times. And uh, and then he finally purged. He sat out for a little bit, purged, and went back in the teepee. What, what's purged? Purging is when uh, it's one of three forms of uh, of getting out uh, it's either by urination, by defecation, or so by it's, it's vomiting. Like a, it's like a, a, a way to, release, to or, release the... It's, it's, it's a release of, of your negative energies. So you either you release it either by throwing it up, <laughs> co-purging, or crying. Number ones or number two, crying, laughing, or, uh, or, going to the or even yawning. Yawning. Yawning, too, yeah. Yawning is actually a form of, of purge. Um, and it's, you know, because of the psychological state that you're in... Um, coupled, married with the music that's playing, mm -hmm. uh, and the music that plays throughout the ceremony is specifically engineered in a fashion so that it takes you into uh, different areas emotionally mm -hmm. uh, to begin dealing with fears and then edify and then deal with fears again and you know builds you up and um, you know gets you to a point where you're actually purging. And when you're in that state of mind uh, and you purge emotionally and psychologically feel like, oh, well, dude, I'm, I'm getting rid of this. And, <laughs> and, and many times, you know, as, as you know, uh, you come in uh, to a ceremony and you hear other people that are just puking their guts out, you know? Yeah. And then afterwards, like, oh, man, I felt so good. Uh, and that's basically what happened with Michelle. Was, it was he, um, after the ceremony was all over, he came to me and he's like, Dave, he's like, man, that stuff is amazing. He's like, 
I feel so incredibly happy. I'm so like lightened. I don't have all these worries. And in, in fact, the next day, Sunday, he was like sitting at the uh, dinner table and he's like, dude, um, he's like, you know, this is really weird because typically I'm, you know, grabbing my hair. I'm frustrated because I'm thinking about all these problems and issues I have. He's like, all right now? I don't have any. That's really weird. <laughs> so something happened to his friend, and he used to, um, you know, a lot of people, when there's a different substance, something that alters the mind, they call it a drug, and they say it's a bad thing because it takes you away from reality. But really, it seems like your friend is more connected to his, to his own reality than he has before because you said he was stressed, and right. now he feels better. So but feeling better is the state of reality that we're supposed to be in. We just forget because life gets in the way. So it seems like your friend has yeah. come back to himself through the process. Right. Yeah. No, it's, uh, and I'll even go so bold as to say, you know, with what you were saying, uh, psychedelics have been given, uh, and even cannabis has been given such an evil name by uh, our government. Uh, by researchers and even in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s uh, researchers knew back then how good cannabis was and which is why they demonized it uh, and I've even heard Joe Rogan say this you know they've, they've demonized the medicine and called it a drug devil's drug because of how good it really is for mankind and it's uh, it's really an atrocity because I mean cancer has been proven to be uh, cannabis to kill cancer uh, you know, it eats the tumors, and that's why the government has demonized it. Is because it can't make them any money. It's it's a it's a natural, logical medicine, just like ayahuasca is. The way what what I understand is that there's there's many different you know holistic remedies to cure any kind of disease, and the source of all disease is unre unresolved issues from the past. So there's many different ways to heal, like, you know, meditation, ayahuasca, sapito, there's all kinds of different medicines. And the trick is to obviously choose your medicine and use it. Music is a medicine, writing is a medicine, everything is. But all of the research that I have done so far has shown that ayahuasca just takes you there faster. So it just kind of slams you on the face, like, here it is, face your stuff now, look yourself in the mirror, aka look yourself inside in the eyes, Face what you need to face so you can let it go. That's what I understand so far about it. You said that your friends had some crazy experiences. You said that there was a girl that had a phenomenal experience um, at the last ayahuasca retreat. Oh, Lisa. Yes. yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, so Lisa <clears throat> comes into the ceremony. Uh, she's a friend of mine. She had done some kind of a musical uh, music fest where it deals with emotions mm -hmm. and it's, you know, like you said, music is therapy and so she had done a, a, a music therapy based uh, kind of, uh, it was a three day event mm -hmm. and, uh, and she was, you know, curious to see what would happen through ayahuasca, uh, totally open minded. Uh, but then yet again, <laughs> nervous as you, well, you should be. Mm -hmm. um, but um, she, she went into the ceremony, and it just is a kind of a back with a history with hers. Uh, she has actually carpal tunnel syndrome, or not carpal tunnel, but uh, tennis elbow. 
and she's had this pain for, for quite some time in both arms, and but it's been more major on, on her left elbow. And um, I remember, you know, because I was, I was assisting in the last ceremony, and I remember her having her arms, you know, she was laying down, her arms up were like this, and she was, you know, doing this whole bit and trying to shake, shake it off. And then, uh, like, an hour and a half, two hours later, she's like, you know, I gotta go to the bathroom. So I took her to the bathroom, and she's like, oh, what's going on? You know, my arms are just, like, so tight. And without even thanking him, um, because I'd also taken the medicine as well, uh, I said to her, I said, the, the plant is, is, is healing you. And I said, it's, it's removing those pains. And so you've got to go through some pain in order to, to get to that spot. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's what's going on. And she's like, nah, uh, you think it could really do that? I said, ayahuasca is an amazing plant. I said, uh, you know, God's created it. It's been put here on this earth for the benefit of man. And you're benefiting it from it. Uh, you're part of mankind. So um, it makes sense. And so she went and laid down after, afterwards. And, you know, once she came to, um, I was sitting next to her. And all of a sudden, she's like, Dave, so what? She's like, um, my elbow does not hurt. Neither of them do. So uh, here's a case where ayahuasca has literally healed uh, muscularly. Um, you know, the, the inflammation was occurring on in her elbow. It's, it's completely removed it um, because it, it does. It, change, it changes your DNA in a very good way. Uh, in fact, a friend of mine, I hope you don't mention, uh, mind me mentioning your name, but uh, Travis Taylor. Uh, he is an avid uh, triathlete, and for years he had a lot of pain in his back. Mm -hmm. And December 10th of 2017, he did an ayahuasca ceremony, and um, his pain went away. Uh, Mother Ayahuasca took him into his back and said, here, I'm going to show you how to fix it. And uh, since then, he's had no pain. So if everything is energy, and we can directly derive that source energy by using a medicine that is absolutely no addictive things to it, like it does, it's not addictive. It basically what it does is it lets you communicate with spirit and clears up the energy that's blocked within the body. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It does. That's what it sounds like. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. So there's more stories like this, and I'm definitely going to interview more people about this. But one more thing I wanted to ask you about was your relationship with your mother. <laughs> so I know it's a sensitive Oh, no, topic. no, no, no. Bring it on. No, it's, it's, no it's, it's actually, it's a beautiful story. Um, because of the way everything's, it's, um, everything has orchestrated in, into, you know, you take certain sounds from an instrument and by itself it can look, sound pretty, it can sound eh. Uh, and but together with all the different elements in life, uh, it actually creates a beautiful story. So, what do so, you know? <laughs> so um, I know that you've mentioned before that um, you had kind of a, a fight with your mother that was just such a minute little fight, but it ended up exploding into what multiple weeks worth of, <laughs> of non communication. Maybe you have more of these instances, but let's just talk about that one. So, so do you want you want the deep story or do you want the? Uh, I want the one that's the the fast version. The fast version. Um, so something uh, something. Well, 
Yeah, yeah. So something happened like four months ago, back in November, and um, I, my mom had asked me to go meet her out in, in uh, Manteca to go pick up a, a gift that she had uh, got for my daughter, and um, she, I said, you know, I would do. I was too busy. I'm like, do just second day air because I'm getting ready to take off to Hawaii, so it's not gonna get here before I leave. So she got all huffy, and. Um, you know, every week or so I'd call the house and all of a sudden I started noticing a very quick pattern of whenever I call, mom doesn't pick up anymore. Mm -hmm. So, uh, long story short, um, before the ceremony I needed my dad to, uh, to, to watch over my daughter Katie. And so I called him up and said, hey dad, um, got the ceremony going on Saturday, I need somebody to watch Katie. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, would you do it? He said, sure, no problem. So, um, I told him, I said, look, I'll come up to Sonora, I'll pick you up, and we'll drive back, and then I'll drive you back home Sunday when everything's said and done with. And I had, uh, had gone with my buddy Vishal up to Sonora Friday morning, day before the ceremony, and we get up to Sonora, get my dad, and before we get there, uh, because of this time that has four months that has uh, passed since I had spoken with my mom, I'm now going into the lion's den, I want to go meet the lion and say, hey, let's make friends because he's not good, huh? Uh, so, <laughs> no, just, there was one miscommunication, right? He didn't want to, Dave did not want to meet his mother at a certain location, and she got upset, and this is for, this caused a fight that lasted for, for four, four months. months. No talking. And then he did something unbelievable that he's about to tell you, and this is what I, why I wanted him to share this, because... What he's about to tell you might resonate with some people watching this right now and the ability to communicate with one of their parents, so. Yeah, uh, so when I, before I got up there, I, I was, you know, having the, having the intention of going and talk to my mom. Intention? And before I got there, I just knew that my mom was in the bathtub to avoid any sort of vocal con confrontation. And so, or even interaction. So I get there, sure enough, she is. My dad and Vishal uh, and I take off. Um, and because of the negative energies that are were at the time existent between us, um, I was feeling uncomfortable uh, for trying to prepare emotionally and spiritually for uh, the ceremony the next day mm -hmm. and because of these uh, existing energies um, I began to bicker with my dad uh, almost uh, from the beginning of the trip back down to San Jose mm -hmm. uh, about the situation with your mom about the situation with my mom mm -hmm. and then so I finally decided okay dad um, you won't tell me what mom's mad about and so um, I'm gonna take you home because I'm gonna have somebody. I'm gonna have somebody else take care of Katie, and we need to go home because I also need to talk to Mom. And this is where it gets hot. Drum <laughs> <laughs> roll. Um, so I made arrangements, and uh, last minute I told my dad, "Okay, this is what the plan is. This is what's going on." And I did. I had already planned it out to to, to you know drop the bomb on him that the way I did because. I did not want to give him the opportunity to text or call my mom at 7.30 at night 
and say, hey, by the way, I'm coming home. Prepare yourself. Dave is coming home, yeah. so it's time for you to go hide and ignore him. So Now you can't do that. You, you I didn't give the, the opportunity to. You build the system. You made the process. Uh, it's an awareness <laughs> of, you know, and I, I really attribute that to ayahuasca. It's just uh, knowing how to, you know, deal long-term with things and how to manipulate it so that way you get the best result. And I did. Um, we, I took my dad home, we got to Sonora, and, and my mom was on the chair, and I walked in, and she had the, oh crap, there's Dave. He's here. He's here. And total then what shock. Happened? And uh, she, was kind of flabbergasted, she said, I said, hi mom. And she said, uh, hi. And I said, look, uh, it has been four months since I have spoken with you. And I said, I don't like it. I said, you're my mom. You gave birth to me. You raised me. Um, yes, we've had troubling times. Uh, what mother and son or mother and daughter doesn't. Um, but what I'm not okay with is that you're taking an issue and you have stuffed it. And you have refused to discuss it and deal with it. And so it's baggage on you. And I said, I'm about to go into an ayahuasca ceremony tomorrow. And I don't want to have ill feelings or feelings of, you know, I could have done something that I didn't um, and resolve an issue. And I said, this is important enough to me that I'm driving up here 500 miles that I'm going to drive today. Um, and just so I can resolve this long-term vision uh, that has been between us, resolve it, just get rid of it. Um, and so... Mom, I need to know from you, why is it that you are upset with me? And she, she told me. And I said, Mom, I said, I accept full responsibility for not telling the truth. I said, but who I was then is not who I am today. And I said, I did lie. I lied through my teeth. Because that's what I did for my entire life. What did you lie about? Uh, I lied about, my, so my, my grandmother, I was living with my grandmother's at the time, uh, in her studio. And she had said, you know, I don't want, it, it, you know, no, no females over. And I had a couple females over and I lied about it because, uh, you know, my grandmother was all gracious to, to give me the, the, allow me to, I mean, I was renting there for dirt cheap. It was like 200 bucks a month. But, um, it, so, so your mom was not only upset about the, the situation at hand, which was you not driving to yeah, because pick it something also, up. She actually had a built up in her system uh, things from the past she was previously upset to you about and she found that as an outlet and was So that was the straw that broke the camel's back. So yeah, it was a built up, built up, built up, built up and you had no idea, probably not yeah. even any idea about this built up and then it was like Hiroshima, Nagasaki all in one. And it was nothing, yeah. right? The last straw yeah. was really such a little minute thing, but it was a built up that caused to it to happen. So now you apologized. Yeah. You so I, I took responsibility. I apologized for what I had done, uh, and I do. I, I feel bad for it. it but, but it's. I mean, not that it's an excuse, but it's it's who I was, right? And what matters is is who I am today. And I know a lot of the past, you know, affects who you are today. And it, yeah, it does. But it doesn't mean somebody's heart doesn't ch it can't change and say, okay, you know, once I was a liar and now I've decided, you know, hey, I've awakened. And, and then the last, the last and most important thing you told me on the phone about all, yeah, with, now, you, with your mom that you said something about this, this will not be this way. 
Oh yeah. You I put your foot down and you declared that yeah. you are not gonna have this kind of relationship with your mom. Yeah, I, I told her. I said, you know, mom. I said this, this is a father, a mother and son relationship, and I said I refuse to have uh, a relationship with you where I actually can't have one, and that's the only relationship that I have is that, the, the, yeah, you gave birth to me, your mom, but you don't want to have an actual interaction interactive relationship with me. I, I don't get to hear, I love you when you get off the phone. And in fact, I don't even get off the phone with you because I can't even get you on the phone. And so I was, I was not okay with many things. And so uh, instead of cowtailing to the situation and seeing you know, what she does as a mother or as an adult, it's like, okay, well, um, nobody's doing anything, so I'm gonna do something. And it's taking action, and it was taking, you know, assuming responsibility because I knew there was something more than what my mom was really upset about, right? And it always is. There's it always, always is. more. We just um, have no idea, and, and we think it's what's on the surface, but it's really not. Yeah, and so because I, I am okay with me now, I took full acceptance of it, and I was like, you know, dude, yeah, I was a dick. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> not that way anymore. Um, and she. Uh, and it was really killer because after it was all over, um, she she gets she gets up out of the chair and she says, "Just come here and give me a hug," you know. And that was that was uh, it was it was awesome to be able to finally embrace my mom and give her a hug and tell her I love you. You know, uh, oh, we all need that as as kids. You know, whether we're forty, like you know, or we're. 21 or we're you know 50 our parents are still our parents you know still we're still their kids love, you yeah. still need mother's love no matter you know how much you may hate her um you hate it it's because these are these are you know protection mechanisms that we put up to protect ourselves but what these what we're really doing is we're shutting off the rest of the world and hurting ourselves so it's so you know if we were to break it down into a step-by-step -step real quick you had an intention which means you didn't prepare anybody for you to come, but you, your intention, your heart was there. You understood a high level situation, exactly why she was mad from a conscious perspective that's much bigger than just this one instance that she was mad about. You understood that she was mad about a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. So you're conscious, consciously aware about the situation. So you had the preparation, the intention, you were consciously aware why she was mad, and then you took a stand and you said, this is not the kind of relationship I want. The kind of relationship I want with my mom is a good relationship because I deserve it, you deserve it. She deserves it. And your daughter. daughter deserves it. So you took a stand and then your mom said yes. And she accepted your apology mm -hmm. because it came from the heart. And that was it. Yeah. And how's your relationship? Boom, bam! Boom, bam! <laughs> <laughs> and how's your relationship with your it's mother good. now? Talk to her today. Yeah. Hey. So I talk with her like you know I I, I talk with, I talk with my parents often. Uh, you know, they're you know it's funny because when I was I was up there, my mom was like, "What you think? Would you saying I'm crazy?" And I said I looked at her, I said, "Mom, you are crazy." And I said, "No, I love you for it." Mm -hmm. I said, "I'm crazy," and and instead of taking uh, offense to it, she was like. Yeah, he's right. I am crazy, and at least she admitted it. I mean, she didn't say it out loud, but I could see her eyes. She's like, "I am crazy," and that's why she didn't get mad because she's like, "Well, he's right, right?" I mean, how can you imagine? you argue against that? So you know, I'm I'm crazy. Yeah, I'm a good crazy, but you know, it's you, sp you spoke up. That's the difference between people that are harboring the pain inside and letting it 
built up into something much bigger than it really is because all our life is stories we make up in our head all the time. You took a stand and you said, I want a good relationship with my mom for the sake of my daughter, for the sake of my father, for the sake of my own sake. And your mom said, you know what? He's sincere. I forgive him. And yes, let's have this relationship. But it took you to make the first step instead of, all, instead of you bottling it up inside just like your mom. Who knows how long this feud could have lasted. Mm. And now you feel good. She feels good. Boom, bam. Boom, bam. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this was our first live studio recording. Thanks for joining. Thank you so much for joining. This is Dave. I'm Dasha Shar, and this awesome book that I wrote. Check it out. It is an amazing book. I've read through it five times. Uh, I know <laughs> you did. Semi edit. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, uh, I, yes. I, and I would like to, to thank Dave and also his father and his entire family for graciously accepting me into their hearts and lives and helping me edit this book. So thank you guys so much. Uh, this book is really cool. If you want to pick it up, pick it up. If it's not something that's called for you right now, that's fine too. Um, if you want to contact me, I'll leave the information below. If you want to contact Dave, I don't know. Do you want to provide your information? Yeah. He'll provide his information too. So let's help each other live a happier, healthier life. And it all starts with speaking up. Hopefully some of this was awesome for you. If not, then... Give us a like and share it. Too bad. <laughs> Give us a like and share it. Thank you so much and have an awesome day. Namaste. Be well. From our hearts to yours, we love you.